This is so important. Your buyer is looking, your potential customer, client, member is looking at your social media before they buy. And if you think that's not true, as time goes on, if you want a business that's gonna last, it's gonna be true. And I'm telling you right now, it is true. They're not even thinking about it as a thing. Like, it just is a thing. It just is a thing. People check you out. They wanna see what you're up to, who you are, what it's gonna be like to work with you. And if your social media is not dialed, you are leaving dollars on the table. Hi, my name is Jess and I am your host here on the Social Strategy Slayer Show, where we talk all things social media for entrepreneurs. Specifically though, how to build your influence and consistently land your ideal clients through the content you're putting out there without you needing to sacrifice your authenticity, your time, or without you needing to run a bunch of expensive ad campaigns. Let's dive in. What is the return on investment, the ROI, that you get as a fitness business owner when you invest your time, your money, your energy, or your team into your organic social media campaign? This is a question I get all the time from health coaches, personal trainers who have now started a business online, or local boutique studio owners who are successful, who have a grassroots business, Everybody wants to know the same thing, which is how do I even measure my ROI? What even does ROI look like on social media? And what is it? Like, what can I expect? Jess, if I invest in your program, if I invest in working with you, what can I expect to come from that investment? And I think that that is such a great question. And it's something I really want to dive into in terms of what social media return on investment looks like when it comes to organic content because it's not like an ad where you can click and see this many people clicked, this many people booked from this post, from this post. It's organic. It's much more grassroots. And actually, I was recently interviewing um, Fitness Quest 10, which is an amazing studio in Scribs Ranch, San Diego, and I was talking to their whole team who contributes to their marketing. I was talking to the co-owner, of, of Fitness Quest 10, their marketing director. I was talking to their, um, like one of the guys who leads an entire program for hockey um, students to come in, hockey athletes. And then I was talking to their intern. And we were talking about their business being a grassroots business and them viewing their business as very grassroots. And I could say the same, same thing about my ladies over at Clean Cut Fitness and Nutrition, who they have a fully online health and nutrition and fitness business where you can join their programs and you can learn how to finally like get control over your body and how your body works. And they say similar things. So whether you are an online business owner or you have a physical studio or you're in a hybrid, this is still for you. Everything we're talking about is valid. So here what you need to hear, I'm gonna use different examples throughout this entire video. So just kind of hear what you need to hear. Um, so. Again, ROI is important. I think it's really important that you think about your budget and your return on investment. Anytime you make a decision, you wanna make sure that it is a decision that's gonna further your business and help you get to where you wanna go. So that's the first thing I want you to get really, really clear on is how 
do you want your life to look? How do you want your business to look? Is your business all word of mouth only? And how is that going for you? Is that tough? I feel like it definitely works. I mean, for me, my business started word of mouth 100%, but now I have leads coming in through my social media all the time and I don't run ads. Why is that? The first thing I wanna talk to you about is that social media is actually now a key part of someone's purchasing decisions. So you have to understand as a business owner how sophisticated your market is. This is something Jerisha Hawk talks about all the time. She's one of my mentors and she's amazing. And it's something I wanna speak life into you is to understand your client's level of market sophistication. What does that mean? It means where are they at? How are they thinking about your product and your service? How are they thinking about working with you? What competition is out there and what do they expect? And I will tell you right now, they expect to go to your social media pages and to see who you are and get a vibe from you. I'll tell you this right now. It also means though, that they might not be making all of their decisions directly on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, wherever you might be focusing your time. So like they might be DMing you, sending you a direct message or, you know, booking directly through the link in your bio, but they might see your posts for like a couple months, six months, or sometimes even a year. Sometimes it takes people a year. They find me and a year later, they finally step in. Sometimes it's two years. It just totally depends on where they're at and that's okay but they are watching what you're putting out there and you are still top of mind for them and your content is becoming a part of their purchasing decision. You don't know if they have some debt they have to pay off before they can sign up with you. You don't know if they just truly don't believe in themselves right now and they're following you because they kind of think that you can do it. And then finally one day you make a post and it makes them say, oh my gosh, I can do this. This will work for me and now I'm gonna call or now I'm gonna book on your website, or now I'm gonna download the app and, and reserve my space, or now I'm gonna to go to your Kajabi checkout link. Like you don't necessarily know what is gonna make them trigger to purchase with you, but what I can guarantee you is that your prospects are looking at your social media as a part of their buying decisions. Let me give you an example of this. So I am getting married later this year. I was supposed to have been married already, and right now, I'm kind of grateful that the wedding got pushed because my business was so crazy last year and things were just so hectic. I was so behind on wedding planning. So I have now over the last like four or five months been locking in all of my wedding vendors, right? So recently, I was looking for a makeup artist and I made a post saying, hey, can you recommend me some great makeup artists for uh, bridal? And I got lots of comments from lots of friends or colleagues or people that are local from high school even commenting their recommendations for a bridal team for makeup. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Um, so what are the, what's the first thing I did? I went to all of their Instagram accounts because I fully expect that they are posting their work, especially as a visual brand, especially as a local business that they're posting their work. I wanna, what am I looking for as for me, when I'm looking for at this stuff, I'm looking for what, what are their values? One girl I loved, it was a whole thing she was booked. She had the same values as me. I loved her hair styles. I loved her makeup styles. 
I just love the vibe and I could get the vibe. And she had Instagram stories of like behind the scenes of wedding days where she was getting ready and she had music on. I got the whole vibe from her. The girl I ended up going with, she was booked when I when I needed to book, so I couldn't go with her. The girl I did end up going with was a my one of my cousins, my fiance's cousin actually, makeup artist, and their social media is like non-existent. And all of my friends were like, Jess, their their website is like non-existent. They're, they're redoing it. Their social media is non-existent. Like, how can you trust this, right? I luckily had seen all of their work and I knew my 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 fiance's cousin. She's my cousin now. Um, she's, her makeup was amazing. It was like one of the best jobs of makeup I saw. My sister-in-law like loved the makeup she was in that wedding she was like I love the makeup she's been in a bajillion weddings so I trusted it but my friends were like are you sure because there is no real updates here on social media if she was just someone who I hadn't been at that wedding and seen the work for myself and somebody just commented honestly wouldn't have went with her and I did reach out to other people too a lot of people are booked it's challenging times right now Although I'm super happy with my decision. I'm not like slighting the person I picked. I'm actually very, very excited. She was like one of the top of the people at my list. Um, but if you're like, well, you're younger. I'm 28. Like my generation is the one that is buying gym memberships right now. Like we're the ones. And guess what we're deciding between? Are we going into a local studio or are we going into Peloton? And guess how we're making, are we buying a Peloton? I'm serious. And how we're making that decision? We're going to your social media page. We're going to your social media page. We're looking at it. We're looking at your Instagram account. I'm not kidding. We're checking out the vibe. What's the vibe? How, do I like this vibe? Are there values in alignment with me? Am I gonna make good community and friendships at this studio? Or should I just go to Peloton? Should I just buy a Peloton or a Tonal or a Mirror subscription? This is the thing that your client is thinking. So if I go to certain pages, that's how I picked my photographer, my wedding photographer. Her Instagram was popping. Like her Instagram, my wedding photographer's Instagram is so good. I was like, I love her work. I could see it, I could feel it. And when I go to some of the studios that I like live around, when I go to their their social media pages, when I go to their Instagrams, they haven't posted in like a month. They post maybe once a week. All they're doing is posting celebrations only of their clients. I'm not getting a vibe of why I should work with them. This is so important. Your buyer is looking, your potential customer, client, member, is looking at your social media before they buy. And if you think that's not true, as time goes on, if you want a business that's gonna last, it's gonna be true. And I'm telling you right now, it is true. They're not even thinking about it as a thing. Like, it just is a thing. It just is a thing. People check you out. They wanna see what you're up to, who you are, what it's gonna be like to work with you. And if your social media is not dialed, you are leaving dollars on the table but you also might not be noticing that that social media page is bringing you revenue because it might be. It's a piece of the buying decision. It's not, not everybody's clients are gonna buy on social. 
A lot of them are going to come in the front door or pick up the phone or book directly on your website, but your social media 100% plays a factor in if someone is a yes or if they go with your competitor. The second thing I want you to think about is the fact that, and this is a real hard pill for people to swallow because people do not want to be consistent on social media, but it's true. This is just, this is the truth. Consistency equals connection and connection equals currency. So if you are showing up consistently in social media, on your Instagram page, on your Facebook or your LinkedIn page is the typically the three places that I teach people to focus mostly on. If you're showing up on those places, especially on Instagram regularly, like you're putting stories up, you're putting up posts, you're doing a live once a week, you're, you're consistent, your face is now being seen by your ideal client consistently. And that matters. It takes people up to 15 and sometimes even more than that now touch points before they even consider buying. Think about when you see something out there in the world and you just keep seeing it over and over again. It might be when you're buying a new car. I know for me, sometimes it's like when a new book is releasing and I see all my favorite people posting and I'll think, ooh, I wanna get that book. And then I'll see it the second time, ooh, I really gotta get that book. And I'll just keep, oh, maybe I'll get the book. And then uh, after like the 15th or 16th person posts that they got that book, you're like, I'm buying the book. I'm going to my local bookstore's website or to Shmamishman, if that's where you purchase your books. I recommend you order from your local bookstore and you buy the book, right? Because you saw it so many freaking times that that's what you're now doing. Now you're going over and you are purchasing the book because you saw it so many times. Same goes for you. If you are showing up consistently and you're just re repeating, repeating, this is why also people hate retargeting ads, but why they work. Because we will think about something, we'll put it in our cart, we'll get off the page, and then we'll continue to think about it Well, because we keep seeing it in our face. And it just like, I mean, I don't know if you guys have thought about buying a Remarkable before, but I was between a Remarkable and an iPad. I went with an iPad for now, although I do plan to buy a Remarkable at some point, which is a paper tablet. Um, I get, I'm, I've been getting ads from them for months and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so funny, but they're top of mind for me. Like they are top of mind for me when I am ready to buy, I'm sure I'll still be getting their ads, right? But also they post a lot on social media. So you don't need to spend ad dollars to do that. You actually need first and foremost to have great content to even know what works so that you can run ads. If you just start running ads and you don't know what works, you're playing a very expensive, talk about ROI, you're, you're playing a very expensive game of trying to keep up financially with the big dogs and they already have so much data and so many ways they're targeting and serving people. And yes, you can sure like lean on them and create like audiences and whatever. But the truth is that if your local business and your unique online business, you're gonna have unique things that you actually bring to the table and you won't really know what lands until you continue to test stuff and you wanna be top of mind. If you're top of mind, if you're consistent, even if your message isn't perfect, even if your photos aren't perfect, your videos aren't perfect, you didn't say it perfect, but you're showing up consistently, you're top of mind and that's gonna equal sales. Because guess who they're seeing consistently? Peloton. Peloton. They are. 
I hate to keep bringing up Peloton. I don't even have a Peloton. But I'm just saying that like they are going to be seeing, think about how much those places are putting content out and how big they're becoming. And now that's your competitor. You can still do it 100%. And you want to make sure that you are really, really considering how consistent you're being on social media. I'm not saying you have to post 50 million times a day. I am saying it's smart for you to consider posting at least five to six times a week, like, right? Like five to six days a week, at least, so that you are consistent. You are showing up. You're you're being seen. You, the repetition is so, so important. And there's ways you can repurpose. We teach that inside of our, our um, programs. Okay, so the third thing I want you to think about is you're building community on your social media pages. Social media can be just as grassroots as the way you built your business. So we think word of mouth is the most powerful piece of marketing, right? I mean, that's what Mark Zuckerberg says even, right? And it's true. Like word of mouth, you getting a personal recommendation from someone is the best way to get clients, to get qualified, great clients. But what you might not be realizing is social media is actually a super powerful tool for word of mouth. I would argue it's the most powerful tool for word of mouth. When someone puts up in their Instagram stories that they're taking your online program, that you're their coach, that they're coming to your studio and they're tagging you and then your page is amazing and their friends see that, they're like, ooh, I gotta go, I gotta, I gotta hire a coach. I really need getting, I really need help getting my health dialed in. I really need help with my fitness. I've really been looking for this solution. When when your clients and your members are putting that in their Instagram stories and they're tagging you and they're doing that because they love it so much and you repost them and you love up on them on social media, you're using social media to build a community and you're using it to build up really grassroots right? This is something I want you guys to think about because recently I was interviewing Fitness Quest 10 and um, they're they're a studio in San Diego. They're great. They're in Scribs Ranch. Uh, My client is part owner of, and he was the founder of Fitness Quest 10. And I interviewed his team, his co-business owner now, and their entire team uh, a couple weeks ago and just asked them like, what are their problems? How do they see their business? What are they seeing their marketing as? And they were just like, you know what? We've always been grassroots. Like we're super grassroots, right? And then one of their trainers was telling me, yeah, you know, I bring in business to the studio through training these guys, taking a couple videos, and then later on in the day, tagging these guys and they put it in their stories and then their friends come in, right? And um, I said, well, what do you think that is? That's grassroots marketing. You're not getting away from what you believe as a, as a business owner, if you jump on social media, you're not getting away from what makes your business amazing. You're amplifying it. You're upgrading it. You're doing it in the way that meets the moment because your business depends on it. Like it just does. The, the, if you think that people aren't using Instagram to be making buying decisions at this point, you got another thing coming. It is 100%. It's one of the most powerful things you can be doing in your business. And if you are not spending time, energy, and money understanding it, then, you know, it's just, it's, it can be life or death for your business. 
And I just mean that because I care. I say that because I care. It's actually hard for me to say this stuff, honestly, but it's the truth. And I care about you having a great successful business and I wanna see you succeed. So what I want you to consider here is when you invest in a social media program, strategist, whatever it is, and you are then investing in, you might not be investing in ads right away, but you're investing in building your messaging, building your grassroots campaign, understanding and building your social media pages in a way that actually builds community and builds buyers, right? Because I think so many, um, so many fitness professionals are just concerned about building their social media as like a way to have influence, but they don't realize that it's actually a powerful money-making tool. And I hope I've been able to explain that to you today. If you have any questions about that, please send me a direct message on Instagram at Jess Jacobson. I'm happy to help you. And the bottom line is I want you to be developing and building up your messaging and building your community because that's gonna bring you income for years to come, for real. Like that is it. If you have a community online, if you understand this online game, you are going to understand how to build something that lasts, right? I'm talking to you guys who wanna build something really amazing that lasts, that builds you a lifestyle of freedom, right? Like this is so often we get stuck in, and this is something I see in the, the health and fitness space, especially as people just wanting to just only do what they do best, which is train and train and train. And I understand that. And you are a business owner. You're not a personal trainer. You're not just a personal health coach. You're building a business, right? And there's nothing wrong with being, being just a personal trainer. And, but what I do want you to understand is think about your future. Think about the legacy. Think about where the market is going and how quickly it's changing and what is being demanded of you now. And think about what's the ROI on that and what's the cost of you not taking action on your social media, what's the cost? What is it gonna cost you? Really think about that. I want you to send me a direct message on Instagram saying me, just the word me, <laughs> if you want to talk with me about my upcoming pilot program for health coaches, fitness coaches, and studio owners, for anyone who might be in that fitness professional, health professional, arena that might be ready to take your business to the next level. And I'm going to ask you some qualifying questions. I'll understand a little bit more about what you do, who you serve and where you're at and if it's a good fit. And if it is, I will invite you to jump in and it's going to be a really powerful group. I already have just such great people messaging me from even announcing that we were doing this, um, saying that they want in. So I know it's going to be powerful. And um, I also know the power of what social media can do for you. It just can create so much freedom in your life. So if you have any questions, feel free to let me know, but I look forward to chatting with you on DM. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Social Strategy Slayer. Before you go, before you go, I have something really awesome for you. I have a PDF download on all of the things you need to know about creating an Instagram bio that actually converts. 
I know that I personally love a visual. I love to download something and actually be able to see what are my action steps? How do I take that next step? Because a huge way that people lose money or lose the game on Instagram is by not having their bio ducks in a row. They don't know how to convert their, their profile photos off. Their username is off. Their name is not optimized for SEO. They don't have their bio constructed. They don't know where to put certain things like personal values. They don't know where to put things like what their call to action is. They're all messed up on Linktree. They don't know these things. And you need to have your bio in order for you to be able to convert on Instagram. You do. It's the number one thing I tell people when I'm on my audits with them. I go through their bio and I basically tear it to shreds. And it's all out of love and it's something you can rinse and repeat. You can use this download anytime you want, but click down to the show notes and click over and download this PDF because it is going to help you keep it in your resource file. Make sure you take action on it today because this is something that up until now I've only taught in my courses, my programs, my VIP days. And still, I, I, I do tell people how to do this for their personal brand on those sessions, but you now have a PDF downloadable guide that cuts right to the chase. How do I create an Instagram bio that converts? I got you. Head to the show notes and take action on it today. Save it in your files. Make sure that you save it. You rinse and repeat it. You can use it anytime you want. So I hope you head down to the show notes. You click that and you download your guide to creating an Instagram bio that converts. It'll take you maybe 15 minutes to update. It will take you no time at all. And it'll help you actually create leads from your Instagram. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone that you love, someone that you know really could use it. And don't forget to download that guide. All right. Sending you all my love and I'll see you next week.